Hey there, welcome to Alters Up Witches, a podcast that explores the roles of queer and trans artists and witches at the intersections of ritual, art, and community. Join Kiki and Elva every fall and new moon for witch tips, a lunation reading, conversations, and guest interviews. Follow us on Instagram at The Living Alter for more information. your favorite bimbo yaga space daddy and we're here with a very special episode of alters up witches podcast we're here to do a remithing council with imposter syndrome Mm, (laughs) are we excited (laughs) no no You know why? Because we all experience imposter syndrome on some level. Yeah. And I think that it's important to do some investigation. Ask the real questions. Why? Why? Who? 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 What? What? When? When? Why? Why? Where? Say why. (laughs) (laughs) These are important questions. They are. They are. What's the origin story of imposter syndrome? What's its mission? Yeah. What is its agenda? Yeah. What's the end goal? (laughs) What's the end goal? Where did it come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Imposter syndrome, Joe. Yeah. We ask you. We ask you. We come to you with these questions. Humbly. (laughs) (laughs) We, um... Thought this would be a really beautiful conversation to have as part of our special episode in honor of the uh, Saint Mary de la Mar pilgrimage for Santa Seda. Um, and we thought this would be helpful because, in preparing ourselves to record um, our personal stories of transness and queerness as it intersects with our experience of diaspora as Romani um, people, we kind of felt some pushback. (laughs) Weird. Weird. We felt some pushback um, trying to come up with stories to share. Um, And this pushback, as we investigated it, we were like, oh, this feels like imposter syndrome this feels like oh not queer enough not trans enough not roma enough Mm -hmm. um for a number of various reasons and so we thought wow why not just lean into that and yeah ask the hard questions yeah i also feel like as an artist it has come in waves through art making and i know for a lot of other creators and artists it's a kind of a constant in like, like thorough line mm-hmm. um, that surfaces and like resurfaces. So I feel like for folks who create art and um, yeah, are, you know, getting in touch with, I don't know, creation and creativity, it can really show up through art making too. Absolutely. 
for me, there's this, uh, the pressure of imposter syndrome to me is really debilitating and can prevent me from even wanting to try or push through, um, in applying for grants or Mm -hmm. even formulating ideas around projects that I want to Mm -hmm. experiment with, or even conversations I'd like to have with people I love. It doesn't even have to be, um, it doesn't even always surface when I'm trying to create art or express myself, um, through the production of content. It actually, I think, Yes, it happens there, but more so it happens in the intimate moments with my friendships, uh, my interpersonal relationship with self. Mm -hmm. And I'm always very curious about how to work with that energy because it is so pervasive and it is such a symptom of assimilation, of enslavement, of diaspora. Um, And it also, I think, is perpetuated through capitalism, white supremacy, and settler colonialism, all the isms, truly, um, ableism, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. We're going to have an interview with imposter syndrome. We've invited this being into the room. Yes. We're going to say a prayer and how it's going to work. Maybe Space Daddy will tell us. Um, well, we're going to set a container and set a prayer um, for protections and to be in council in a way that we can have a um, almost like a mediator. So we're not going to be, you know, directly kind of unleashing the energy of imposter syndrome, but rather have like um, a mediation with imposter syndrome. Um, through counsel and um, just kind of coming to that space in that interview with curiosity, um, as well as an intention of remithing and of hopefully a level of release, as well as illumination around how imposter syndrome might show up for you in your life, in your work, in your art, in your magic, however it does um, surface. So just wanting to name that we're, you know, coming to this council, um, just with a lot of sovereignty and with, um, the intention of, yeah, just creating healing. Mm -hmm. This is a necessary conversation and I imagine it's going to be a challenging conversation and it's probably been a challenging conversation for many of us and many of you who are listening and we feel you. And I don't think that this is the only conversation we have. Yeah. With imposter syndrome, and I don't think it's the only conversation with an archetype rooted in oppressive social constructs that need to, needs to be had, but it's one I think we will start with, and maybe, you know, depending upon how it goes, <laughs> you will get some insight out of this. Yeah. yeah, and we'll get some insight out of this as well. So I think the cool. basic structure here is that, um, yeah, we'll say a prayer. Yeah. Space Daddy's going to channel the yes. energy of yeah. imposter syndrome. And I am going to channel the energy of um, Barbara Walters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I feel like humor is a level, of, like a form of medicine in this, because yeah. if we can bring humor to this, then Absolutely. we can also further kind of disarm yes. that energy. Yes. So, I yeah. think so. So we're going to get started. Thanks to everybody for sending in your questions, your thoughts, your concerns um, to be directed towards imposter syndrome. We're going to be working with those submissions, those community questions and curiosities as the foundation of the interview. So you'll hear me read some of these statements. We'll pull some cards to focus the conversation. Um, But yeah, sit back and enjoy. I would love to start by setting a container for us so that we are... Um, in a safe uh, communication. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can start. Um, If you want to... I'll pair top. (laughs) If you want to... Pair bottom. Pair bottom, yeah. I'll close the gap. (laughs) Yeah, close the gap. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to (laughs) start. Yeehaw. Okay. I'll just... If you're at home, you can... Or wherever you might be, just taking a moment to... Um, arrive in this moment as best as possible and I want you to imagine that you are being surrounded by kind of a beautiful cosmic silver light so we're gonna bring in protections from the cosmos really calling down cosmic um, protections and cosmic energy to create a cocoon of protection and I also want to start off by giving gratitude to the spirits of technology and the spirits of the internet and I just ask for protections to be placed around the portals of our devices and the portal of your device that you might be listening to this on and I also um, want to create kind of um some just some clearing just kind of a portal of clearing so um over on our end we're just going to kind of place a uh cosmic fire right above us and this cosmic fire is going to tend to the um like the pains and the griefs of uh, imposter syndrome. So um, this cosmic fire is just going to rest above us and be a tender. It's going to return any grief or sadness or pain, um, any kind of psychic stress um, from imposter syndrome um, back to a space that it can be tended to in the most good way and the most um, true way. I also call into the space and time a blessing of the elements I call to air and fire to water and earth and I just ask you to arrive and create a um, harmonization and an altar of foundations um, today that we can be um, resourced and supported as we navigate this council 
and I call in the spirits and the ancestors that can be mediators for this conversation and this interview and just ask for those supports and ask for um, clear communication and an open pathway of safe communication and um, just give gratitude to those spirits. I compassionately disinvite any energies, thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and spirits that wouldn't best serve this time or benefit from this work, and I ask that you be guided outside this container and find healing or your um, support elsewhere for the time being. I also give gratitude to the spirits of this land and place. and. We acknowledge that we are facilitating this conversation on unceded Coast Salish and Duwamish territory. I ask that any prayers that can be raised and sent to the continuing fight of federal recognition be done so with ease and grace if that is to be received at this time. <clears throat> Just take a moment to connect with yourselves in the spaces where you are and within this uh, really beautiful container adding any prayers any special requests for this conversation for this uh, interview even within your own mind if there's questions you'd like to raise in the compassionate conversation that we're having with, nope. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start again. I just invite everybody to take a few moments to connect to themselves, to the space where you are, and to the container that has been set for this conversation. And I invite our instincts, our intuition, our knowing selves to be present here as well so that as we're having this conversation if there's any insight that you can come to on your own in this conversation through this conversation that that space is created for you and i also just want to give a little shout out to our curiosities and our beautiful skills and our awkwardnesses and our idiosyncrasies and our cuteness and our badassery and all those things, all those things that um, are potentially targeted by imposter syndrome. And I just want us to acknowledge the beauty of these character qualities and attributes and let them know that they're safe in this conversation. And so it is. And so it is. <clears throat> okay, All right. let's do this. Let's do this. Are you ready? <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Kiki's not here right now. So I want to read out loud a statement from somebody in community um, in regards to imposter syndrome. 
And I want to say this in the end. I want to read this statement to you, imposter syndrome, and just kind of get your sense of what you think about it. So this person says, I want to try to be able to see my struggles with imposter syndrome as somehow a divine work that will give me tools that I need to complete the work I am supposed to do in this world, even though it is incredibly painful to do so, as it is right for me and right for us all. And so I guess the question I have for you in imposter syndrome is, what is your relationship with the divine order of things? And what purpose can we derive from our relationship and experience of you? How do I want to say this? It makes me really sad when I hear that there is struggle with me. I don't want people to feel like they're having a hard relationship with me. I wouldn't call myself divine, but rather it's hard to find my rightful place in the order of everything. So I often feel really lost Mm. and really out of place. And I guess that's what maybe people are experiencing of me, is that feeling of feeling out of place. I wish to see how I could be connected to the divine. That's not the origin of who I am, though. I didn't come from that. I came from a lot of violence. Mm. I came from a lot of pain. But I'm becoming conscious of how I've been used as a tool to separate people from their true nature and their true magic. It really hurts me to know that people have been struggling with me. That's not my intention, but I don't know how to return to where I need to be. Sometimes I feel like a lost, almost like a lost child and struggling to find the way home, but home isn't safe anymore because that space that I was created from was a creation of violence. So then where do you go? Thank you for sharing that. I feel that. I feel the separation and I, and I think when you say that when, when you say that you also struggle with belonging and that that struggle feels confusing around place, around purpose, maybe, um, I do think this is what we experience when we are in relationship with you or rather when we are forced into, a relationship with what you have become. 
And so yeah. I really appreciate that because it does feel often that there is something very precious that's happening internally when I am forced into a relationship with what you have become, with what we now name you as, which is imposter syndrome. And so it makes sense to me and I almost feel relaxed to um, to understand that you also are forced into a relationship with what you have become. Um, a question I have from that would be, if you could rename yourself, mm. either if, if, you know, is there a name you remember that you had before you became what you are? Or is there a name that you would like to, rec you know, reclaim for yourself or claim for yourself moving forward that could help both you and humanity shift in relationship? And if not a name, because it's so intimate, um, is there an archetype that can help mediate um, a different kind of relationship with you? The best way I can describe it is that I'm currently lost in a maze. Mm. And what is needed is that there's a way to find my way out, but it's almost like every direction I turn, there's a closed door. And if I could call to what I want to transform to become, to be honest, it's not really of this earth. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really a place I personally want to be, but I would be honored to help others to claim and reclaim their own kind of rightful, um, almost like a birthright, um, expression. And I think that what I've been forced to become is this restriction. There's restriction and resistance, but when really there's wanting to be expression. And so I would maybe say the, the remedy is expression um, without fear. Expression without um, fear of the consequence. Mm. And I guess as long as I'm here, um, in the matrix of, um, the humankind, I feel a bit of a responsibility to support and to work on transforming the forced, uh, maze that I have been kind of, um, pushed into. So I don't really have an answer around how that would happen because I'm just as lost as you. 
in in things. There's almost like having to do it together. Oops. This makes sense. One of the one of the statements that was submitted to us by a community member is that imposter imposter itself um, is a false narrative written about us, both by capitalism and by a meritocracy based in white supremacy. And I would add to that settler colonialism. And I would also add to that um, majority culture oppression. And it sounds like when, you know, when you said there is a place that I am from that I don't want to return to, and one of the remedies for shifting our relationship with imposter is expression without consequence. What I take from that is being able to um, express the truth of who we are in spite of the constructs that give rise to the identity of imposter. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like this conversation, even you saying, I don't want to be there anymore is this is an example of this expression without fear of the consequence and the consequence being maybe backlash from some of these constructs. Um, I feel really called to pull a tarot card um, as sort of like a, maybe like a beacon or a focal point for folks. When you said um, it's like you're in a maze and you can't find yourself through it, I really, that did something in my body. And I was like, that's what it feels like when I'm navigating this um illusion of imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I'm circling around something precious. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I can't quite get there because I am so distracted by what I believe I'm I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm so distracted by that veneer of imposter. And so it kind of yeah, it makes me think of this the the um story of the the story of the Minotaur mm. and um yeah, I, th- that's all. I just I feel that very much. So I'm gonna shuffle some cards and um I'm gonna pull a card, yeah, to see like is there a guide in this um mm. <laughs> maze that can help? <laughs> All of us? Well, I want to just say something that I... This is kinky. But um, something I'm hearing is that, like, imposter syndrome, the being of imposter syndrome, feels very displaced. Mm. And, like, what do we know about displaced spirits? They don't aren't necessarily evil or, like, bad. They're just very lost and... You know, I feel like there's a sense of, like, when we're not where... That feeling of, like, not being where we're supposed to be, it's like there's this feeling of, like, I'm impeding on something. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, don't belong here. Or, like, 
It's like, what am I doing here? You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of questioning. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of hearing like, and sensing from imposter syndrome that, you know, I, I, when I experience imposter syndrome, I feel like a fake, like I feel like a fraud or something, but that's like that narrative. It's like a false narrative around like, it's like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, what am I doing? But something I always remember and what usually helps me get out of it too (laughs) is that real imposters don't experience imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is like this byproduct that came from the root of like, there's like violence in it, you know, but like it's almost like it's morphed into something else through time and space, you know, like, it's, it's interesting because I'm, like, tracking, mm. like, where this conversation is going and also noticing in myself, like, where it's, like, kind of, like, stirring up, mm-hmm. like, memories or, like, just, like, those experiences. To me, it feels like imposter syndrome as an entity is an abused mutation of, or perversion of purpose. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel that a lot. Like when I experience imposter syndrome, it's usually around those experiences or expressions in my life that really, that want to align me to what I think is my greater purpose and what Mm -hmm. I know is my, my greater purpose and what has meaning for me in my life and what um, emboldens my relationship and empowers my yeah. craft mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I, I really, I love this idea of like, mm. dis, uh, of, that imposter syndrome is a displaced entity or a displaced spirit. Yeah. And that our experience of imposter syndrome is an indicator that whatever we are moving into is being liberated from that displacement or is trying to become or is trying to come home to us or be reclaimed mm-hmm. by us. Mm-hmm. And um, I say that because I pulled the sun card mm-hmm. as you were as you were speaking about your reflections, Kiki. Mm-hmm. I pulled the sun card as the guide in of the 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 guide through the maze and the sun card has actually wow. been coming up a lot for me in personal readings and also yeah. in my professional readings for clients yeah the sun card for me is this um is an indication that there is the potential for growth and that you must also be mindful about who you are entrusting with Mm -hmm. the precious things in your life and that some of the relationships that you have had or some of the ways you viewed certain relationships mm. might be through lenses that are limiting your potential or mm. um, or obstructing um, your intuition or instincts. Yeah. Not to say like, oh, you got to get rid of some relationship lines, but maybe yeah. uh, you do. 
and maybe if not the relationship themselves then maybe like be honest about how you're coming to them or how you're moving through them but the sun card Mm. is this great illuminating force that Mm. um no shadows can escape and i feel like imposter syndrome is this shadow that looms over potential and looms over purpose in such a way that it um, can become debilitating and can very easily dissuade us from um, movement, personal movement, movement with, with meaning in our lives. And I really appreciate that the sun card came forward as the guide through this labyrinth. Yeah, well, because I feel like, you know, when I'm, well, kind of just speaking from imposter syndrome right now, like, I can sense imposter syndrome not wanting to be that shadow anymore. Like, I feel like, especially when imposter syndrome says, I don't want to really be here anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this, you know, thing that we're doing. It feels to me like imposter syndrome is coming to a space of kind of the consciousness or like there's there's a, obviously like a level of sentience and um, self-awareness that the imposter syndrome wants to be illuminated like yeah. um, it's almost like imposter syndrome wants to be just like all corners and levels of it wanting to be like exposed like in the sun um, so I wonder if like you know the so like the solar magic or like the sun energy can be just this like really beautiful guide of like nothing nothing is hiding mm. and then maybe that's also our medicine in this as well it's like that we can you know move towards that sense of expression like the sun is in a way where we aren't hiding anymore and granted like that takes practice it doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. and it also requires levels of like boundaries and you know foundations but I feel like there's a level of kind of coming out into coming forward like it's Mm -hmm. like like imposter syndrome wants to do it the, like I can feel it being like I want to do that I want to do that with you you know yeah I th- I'm thinking about now how we are entering into the eclipse portal season and we're going to have a whole episode next mm-hmm. month about foundations and, you know, uh, <laughs> we're going to get into some really cool conversations. But what I want to say is that there's been a lot of interesting um conversations in the witch sphere on social media about not working with solar eclipse energy ritualistically but i i just want to push back against that because there's so many beautiful rituals that we can facilitate during the eclipse and and have empowered and emboldened by the eclipses Mm -hmm. and one of which is um, time magic, mm-hmm. uh, la- allowing ourselves to catch up to ourselves yeah. and um, allowing ourselves to go deep within and excavating and purging from us any mm-hmm. false narratives that prevent us not only from catching up, but also from expressing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And 
One thing I see in the Sun card and this labyrinth in this conversation with yeah. imposter syndrome is that, you know, how can I help myself? How can we help ourselves to make contact with the parts of us that loved ourselves and loved those things mm-hmm. that bring us joy yeah. um, in a state in a state of innocence prior to learning how to reject those things prior to being groomed to despise ourselves for our beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think, you know, maybe you don't have, those are strong words and I, it's how my, I relate to imposter syndrome. I feel like there's like a, there's a, there's a despicableness, um, in relationship to, what I am drawn to, or there's, there's, you know, I live in such a taboo identity that it's hard to sometimes ignore the, yeah, the systemic, the systemic constructs that push against those beautiful things, um, that the imposter syndrome is, uh, surfacing through. And so Mm -hmm. I think maybe working with the eclipse season Mm -hmm. energy to, uh, call to some of the past younger selves or past emboldened selves or the energy of those times of acceptance and bring that forward um, to, to revitalize that mm-hmm. relationship with the beautiful things that you're drawn to. Something just kind of came to me and I want to share it too is that it almost feels like the displacement of... Um, imposter syndrome and maybe I'm kind of sensing this from the spirit of imposter syndrome is like there's this level of um there I do feel like the spirit is not like violent so I feel like there's a level of um like almost like that happened to imposter syndrome and now imposter syndrome doesn't want the same to happen to others or something like it's almost like there's this like self-protective mechanism that comes in um because i don't know about other folks but whenever i experience imposter syndrome there's this level of like fear of being exposed or like Mm. fear of being like people are gonna find they're gonna find out i'm not a real artist you know (laughs) um like you know whatever like that even that title is like feels so complicated but um like i feel like there's this level of self-protection that comes in around it as well and it feels like when you were talking i was like oh it's like letting yourself like it's like what if there was a level of like time magic and also like intentionally exposing it's like Mm. i'm i'm kind of working with this word and concept around exposing you know Mm. and like what that would mean if we like remythed that as well i love that concept and i because i feel like when imposter syndrome is surfacing it's like i'm 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 hitting a wall like i can't push through it i can't expose i can't express i can't share i can't realize because of whatever false construct um, that has been put in place to prevent me yeah. from from doing so. Something I wanted to also say is that when you were speaking, something that came up in my mind is that imposter syndrome 
is perpetuated through falsehood. Mm. And it and it requires us all through consensual reality to align ourselves with lies. And that level of delusion mm. is really a powerful spell. Mm-hmm. I think about ways that imposter syndrome is played out in community, such as like, you're not a real artist because you didn't go to such and such a school or you don't produce enough work or you never share your art or you don't finish your project so you're not a real artist, Mm. which are all Mm. lies. They're all lies. I think about as a disabled person and as as somebody who exists with mental illness that um, on good days, quote unquote, good days where I'm not as afflicted that maybe I'm lying about the days where I am so heavily afflicted by symptoms. And I think that, you know, I don't really have a point to make except to say, oh, I'm, I'm really tracking these narratives through um, consensual reality, through consensual acceptance of falsehoods. So I wanted to read... Um, the last couple of statements from community members around imposter syndrome. And this question was, what additional support might you need in helping you navigate um, imposter syndrome? And this person experiences Mm. imposter syndrome by striving for perfection, Mm. constant improvement, never-ending acceleration that is unsustainable and unrealistic, That sounds familiar. Nothing in nature blooms all year. Sometimes we fall victim to imposter syndrome when we make a mistake, when we relapse, take steps backwards, or even when we just rest. If society valued our rest as much as our hustle, it may not always feel this way. And I just feel like that statement... It is so supportive. I I read that and I'm yeah. like, damn, yeah, that feels that feels right. Mm-hmm. The last request is from somebody who's wanting support in asking the Romani ancestors for help um, mm-hmm. in navigating their experience of imposter syndrome. And yeah, I just want to lift those prayers up, mm-hmm. and I just want to I just want to say we see you and. Um, you know, it's an ongoing conversation, and I, we really hope that your ancestors do um, lift you up in a way where you can recognize their support. And also clearing the lines of communication, too. I feel like parts of, like, the products of, like, assimilation is, like, there's these, like, walls or, like, fog or, like, smoke in between. Yeah, just, like, preventing communication and I feel like something that really stood out to me too was like this the idea of like perfectionism and um that coming you know directly from white supremacy and capitalism and it being like this unattainable it's like you're never going to, and that's the point of it right mm-hmm. it's like you're on the hamster wheel of, you're never gonna be enough you're never literally you're never, you're never gonna, gonna be, be done you're never gonna it's like yeah. it, there, you're we are never going to meet the mm-hmm. standards set before us by yeah. oppressive culture yeah 
or social constructs rather. Yeah. I always think about our friend Alexis um, Buck, who is the purveyor of Lightning Moon Conjure, and she says <laughs> there's no such thing. It's not it's not oppress oppression isn't a culture, it's a construct. Mm-hmm. And so I really just want to um, yeah. thank Alexis for that languaging. I have an idea, um, and maybe a bit of a remithing or ritual that people can do at home. Um, an idea I had, and also maybe imposter syndrome had, was almost like forming alliances with imposter syndrome mm. in this way where there's like this almost like a... Um, like a double agent. Exactly. Imposter syndrome is a double agent. Yeah. Because, like, imposter syndrome is like, is, like, I want to transform. Like, I don't want to be displaced anymore. Like, I don't want to feel like this. And so it's almost like we're needing to, yeah, create, like, some sort of alliance where we do it together. So almost like inviting what I was seeing was inviting your imposter syndrome in to have a conversation, whether it be through cards or writing or some sort of form of expression or divination might help to kind of create ease around it, creating illumination around it. You know, what questions do you have for your, the way imposter syndrome shows up for you? And then I kept seeing this image of moving towards the sun, like inviting the sun in, you know, maybe you want to work with the sun card from the tarot, or maybe you want to work with the energy of solar magic, but real, and something that could be done is creating illumination during the solar eclipse. Um, and inviting yeah imposter syndrome to move towards the sun because I feel like imposter syndrome like the spirits like yeah I would like to just go to the sun (laughs) can I just do that now (laughs) yeah babe (laughs) like can I just go there now (laughs) imposter syndrome feels really uh intergalactic oh for sure this Wouldn't be surprised if they're star beings. Over it, like here. Yeah, it's like, what am I doing here? I got stuck into this labyrinth non-consensually. So, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, imposter syndrome is some, like, maybe, like, a colonized star being Mm. spirit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it almost feels like... Uh, yeah, what? Like, I'm not supposed to be here right now, uh phone home you know (laughs) yeah or like like the spirit of the muse also keeps coming up in this conversation Mm. where i'm like we all i have a belief that we all have um a connection to spirits of inspiration and i wonder that there's some sort of film or Mm. membrane that has been cast out into the world through this false narrative of imposter that is somehow targeting inspiration in the spirits of inspiration. That makes a lot of sense. I love this idea of um, conspiring with the imposter syndrome and particularly your experience of imposter syndrome. Some quick notes, whenever you're doing readings, automatic writing or any kind of, 
intuitive or psychic mediumship in conversation with spirits or energies and entities that have a particular charge or strong or overwhelming, potentially overwhelming, potentially overshadowing effect on you, just to make sure that you've done your preparation work beforehand, maybe take a ritual clearing bath or shower, Mm -hmm. do some meditation, do some mind and body and spirit centering activities, reset your sacred space at your altar, Mm -hmm. and really focus that conversation and that ritual working towards the most compassionate expression of those beings and and yourself. And give yourself permission to end the conversation at any point and close those thresholds, you know? Yeah. I always like to use some sort of um, mediation tool. I don't really Mm -hmm. particularly care to work with spirit entities that I don't know well Mm -hmm. um, through direct mediumship. So I like to have time to prepare myself and get to know those energies first. But yeah, I really Um, think that's a great idea. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, dang. Yeah. Wow. So, how's Space Daddy? Space Daddy is doing pretty good. It's very illuminating. Um, and I have a completely new perspective on imposter syndrome. I actually have so much compassion for imposter syndrome Same. right now. I mm-hmm. feel so much compassion and like empathy for this spirit and. Um, it all makes a lot of sense. So, um, I'm looking forward to like continuing to create illumination around this for myself and also, yeah, just having conversations around this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the fear that I experience or the resistance I experience and maybe others experience fear and resistance in the presence of imposter syndrome, I think that's part of the script to mm-hmm. prevent us from wanting to go deeper yeah. or wanting uh, to confront that anxiety and yeah. say, well, what is, what is actually happening? What's actually yeah. happening here? My gosh, yeah. like what happens if we actually trust ourselves yeah. in the face of such diminishment of purpose? So that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Shall we conclude this conversation with gratitude to the spirit of imposter syndrome yeah. and in, in the expression that it wanted to bring forward? Yeah. Um, I want to just say that I'm going to direct imposter syndrome to the sun right now because it wants to go to the sun. Mm. Um, and I'm going to just direct... Uh, I'm going to actually ask the compassionate spirits um, to tend to that and just kind of guiding imposter syndrome through the portal of cosmic fire to, um, yeah, just receive replenishment and its own kind of reconciliation within the sun as well. Mm, Beautiful. Well, we're going to close up this wheel. Yeah, close up shop. Close up shop. Um, (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody, for going on that wild cosmic ride with us. Kind of close container real quick. Um, So for listeners at home, you can just take a moment and bring your energy, um, you know, to your space once again and any intentions that you set at the beginning. 
And we just give our gratitude for all um, the listeners out there in our community. And I also release all the spirits that arrived. I thank the elements and the um, star beings and all those who tended to this conversation today. I thank you and I release you and I send you home. I reinvite back those that were disinvited at this time. May you find your rightful place in the order of things. May it serve you and serve you well. And I ask that this conversation and this council be brought forward and ripple out to community and collective in the most illuminating and um, true and just healing way. And I just lift this work, I lift these ways that close all the portals we opened. Um, I cut all the cords and just, you know, lift any echoes of imposter syndrome that were present. And, um, yeah, I just conclude and say this wheel is now closed. And so it is. So it is. Awesome. Well, thanks, Space Daddy, for that adventure. Oh, thank you, Barbara Walters. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think that this is a really wonderful, um energy to carry into the remainder of our episode so stay tuned y'all we've got some pretty amazing stories from um our let me say it again so stay tuned everybody we've got some pretty amazing stories and anecdotes submitted from just the most beautiful trans and queer roma babes um so yeah, in honor of the pilgrimage of St. Sarah, we say Baxtali Santa Sera de Vez and um, enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a beautiful day. Meow! Meow! <laughs> okay, that's it. forget to subscribe and leave us a comment and some positive feedback for this podcast and tune in every new and full moon for new episodes. 